Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickel. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast and a special episode of the Potapalooza featured podcaster. I'm in the Potapalooza today interviewing a ton of folks. And today we're going to interview Kristen and or Christina and Herb. They are entrepreneurs and they are also folks that really focus on the world of uh, homeschooling and how that you can really integrate that in with your kids. So guys, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having us. We're glad you're we're here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you so very much. So glad to have you on. I'm really interested in this topic. One of the one of my kind of silent passions and now less silent passions has been about, you know, the situation with education in this country and the challenges both not only of getting kids through the, the first twelve years, but the next few years and trying to do that economically and trying to do that without going massively into debt. So I really am excited to talk to y'all today. So why don't we get started with your story? How did you get to where you're at today? Thank you. Well, I am a teacher of 27 years. I was in the public school system for 27 years. 25 of those years was in in a traditional classroom. And the last two years, I was in an online school for my school district. So these are kids who were there all the time, by choice because of certain situations, right? Okay. And through that career, I love teaching. I love my kids. I love my families. But unfortunately, like you were alluding to, our system is broken. It's not doing what our families need and what our children need. And I realized that as a teacher, I couldn't reach those parents anymore like I needed to. So I stepped away from that. And I chose to now be in the trenches with the parents, coaching, helping, making sure that they know that they are the best person to pick up this torch of their child's education and make sure it's the best for them. And also, I was an entrepreneur. Okay. I worked at Intel. I was one of the cubicle warriors that was dying slowly every day. Got into entrepreneurship, self-development. Got to a place where it's like, oh, we're going to jump. We left Intel, started going out on our own. And then I had a snowboarding accident, hit my head. Lost everything except for our house and about 500 bucks. And and so- you know, that something that's going to we're talk about later is going to come. We'll resonate with us in a minute. We'll yeah. resonate yeah. with us in that. But along the along when we were doing that, it's like I, I watched for 27 years how she was like an amazing, excited teacher and how it slowly got taken away from her. Mm-hmm. How the changes in administration, the changes in what she had to teach, the the way kid, the way new teachers were coming in. And the way the schools have to be adapted to the way the new teachers were coming in, not not the, the old teachers weren't able to bring them up. The new teachers with these new ideas were forcing stuff on. And so it changed the whole dynamics. And so through this 27 years, we we talked about how we could start our own school system, about what that would look like. And I'm a different I'm I'm very much also in the woo world. So one of the things that our children are missing in the education system is a knowledge of who they are, of what they really are, 
and a, a little bit of psychology, a little bit of breath work, a little bit of meditation to bring the life back. And so all of that is like taken away. So we started talking about how to bring that into a school system for, for 27 years. And so part of the reason we got into entrepreneurship is to is to make enough money so that we could do that as a life goal. And it led to now vibrant family education, healthy yeah. families. But then once I got hurt, that kind of got taken away. Yeah. And then recently something happened and I had a message from God. It's like, it's not going to be your school, but you need to get this school started. So we're giving it to the parents where we're, we, the ideas that we have, the ways that we talk, the experts that we know, we help, we bring those to the parents so the parents can choose what they want to bring to their children's lives and how to grow their family in an entrepreneurial way. That is awesome. So, Christina, let's start off. Let me have a, a question for you. What do you what do you see the the changes that have happened? You know, you said you, you've alluded to this. Hey, over 27 years, just things changed dramatically. What you know, what has changed, especially in the last few years? We had COVID and everything else. What's changed in the school systems that really is making it difficult for teachers to actually deliver? Well, a lot of it has to do with class sizes, way too many students in the room, and then the policies that are being implemented. So we are being told exactly what to teach. So far that in my district, you're supposed to be on page two of chapter three on this day of this week. We are told pretty much exactly how to teach and what to teach. So I couldn't bring my own personal teaching experience in. I was told, use this program, right? And granted, we have to learn and grow. New programs are awesome. But when they constrain you that much, you don't get to use your knowledge that I gathered over 27 years, right? And then policy. We were encouraged to deal with everything at the school. We weren't encouraged to reach out to parents. So if there was an issue... The office would say, oh, we'll take care of it. It's like, no, the parents need to be involved. And they're like, no, we'll take care of it here at school because the parents are too busy with their regular life. It's like, no, that does not land well with me at yeah. all. So a lot of those things really crushed me yeah. because I want my family and my kids to be the best that they can be. And it has to be teamwork. Well, and I, I remember, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't the greatest student growing up. So, I mean, my mom worked at the school because she was, you know, she was a homemaker for the first probably 10 years, 12 years of my life, but she worked at the school. So I couldn't get away with anything because they all knew my mom and, you know, but it was, it wasn't something that was handled at the school. It was like, Hey, the teacher called me in, mom was there, my dad was there. And it was like, all right, we're going to solve this problem. And that helped me because my parents knew what was going on. Not, Oh, well, they're too busy at that point. Yeah. That that's, that's BS. So let's talk a little bit about homeschooling in that world. I, I had a one of my old bosses, home, they homeschooled their, I think, youngest daughter. Yeah. And I got to see kind of that world from his perspective and, and their youngest daughter's perspective. And I thought it was really what I would imagine would be not really great. It was probably one of the coolest experiences that I saw as she was growing up. So share a little bit about what homeschooling is. What are some of the myths and the the truth? Can I, can I take this a little bit first? Sure, go for it. Okay. So one of the things that's really unique about what we do okay. is, is it's not really homeschool. It's okay. education at school. It's education at home because we're trying to get away from that school paradigm. Mm-hmm. 
Because when you go to school, you're sitting in a desk, you got eight hours, you have a whole lot of stuff that you need to do. It's very structured. Mm-hmm. Education at home is a lot more flexible. Yeah. So w- again, we're, we we learn the children. It can be done in the evening or the morning. It doesn't take eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. It, some days it might take two hours. Some days it might take three hours of the of the reading, the writing, the r- arithmetic, the, the core stuff. But then- the, the education at home that we really bring forth that is, is we bring experts on how do you, how do you properly socialize your kids by taking them to music, by taking them to the pool, you know? And also while you're doing that, there, the kids are going into places where there are a group of children who all are doing stuff that they want to do. Mm-hmm. So the likelihood of being bullied and hurt and traumatized in the classrooms or in the hallways between classes by lots of kids who don't want to be there. You're in groups of kids who are working towards a similar goal. And so they get socialized in a, in a cooperative manner instead of in the wild jungle of young untrained people. So our kids get better socialized. And it, so there's this, there's this growth that happens that's different from school. So we call it education at home. And so we, we coach, we take the brunt of the reading, the writing, the arithmetic, and then we leave the joyful activities more to the parents. That's amazing. Well, you know, and I mean, this was something that I saw too, you know, in the, yeah, once again, you think, okay, if they're being educated at home, they don't have this interaction with others and everything else. And one of the things that I saw with John's daughter was there was this incredible community of all these other people that were doing this and they would get together for events, you know, so they, you know, John had this beautiful ginormous house with a, you know, big backyard. Well, they would get together like 10 times a year, at least once a month. And, you know, it was just an opportunity for them to meet their friends in person and get together and hang out. But I thought the other cool part about it was, and, you know, I saw this from my own personal perspective I, I didn't really dig school, but I love education. And, you know, what I saw from John and his family was, you know, okay, they're learning about the the Constitution and how that works and how government works and everything else. Well, they would take a trip with a whole bunch of their friends and go to Washington and they would go visit all the pieces. Of it. So it was you're you're taking these kind of abstract concepts and then making them real And it wasn't until I got older and was able to travel. I read tons and I knew about history, but it wasn't until I actually physically went there that I could really make it palatable. And and I'm assuming that's really where you're trying to go with this. Right. Exactly. So a lot of the uh, one of the myths is that, you know, it will take too long. We have to do for six hours a day. And what we're trying to help parents understand is that, no, like Herb said, two to three hours of the hard academics, the reading, writing. Right. But then the rest of your day, think about it. You get to socialize. You get to teach actual life skills, cooking, cleaning, car, whatever. You get to incorporate that into the whole life. And then you get to take those trips because now you're not tied to a school schedule. You're not tied to a school building. You get to take education on the road and you get to go visit those places and do those things and really make education come alive. And the other thing is that you get to follow the children's passions. A lot more. So they're interested in learning. They truly have a love of learning because they're following and learning through what they want to know. Yeah. 
And I think that was the same for me. You know, it wasn't until I got to control. I, I think when I got to college, you know, I, I was going down a path that I didn't really want to be on. And then I kind of stopped <laughs> somewhere yeah. in there and said, this, this sucks. I don't want to ever do this for a living. And I kind of went off on a little journey of what is it that I want to be when I grow up. And it was at that point that I really fell in love with learning. I never had that opportunity before. So yeah. devil's advocate here, though. Huh? What if I'm a really busy parent? I'm a busy entrepreneur. I'm a busy parent. Both parents are working. How do I make this happen? Okay, that that that's that's a me question. <laughs> we didn't do that. Okay. So in our own life, we didn't do that. We I worked at Intel. She was a teacher, and we were also entrepreneurs until we got to a point where we thought we could quit. Sure. What we did is we tried to shelter our children from the stress that we were under. We didn't talk about our finances. We didn't talk about the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. We they were in school while we were working. And so it was like, oh, when we get to that place of freedom, when we get to our freedom day, when we get when we get wealthy, then then we'll bring them up. We'll fix it. We'll make a family. We'll do all that later. Okay. That was a big mistake because well, I haven't talked to my, my son is is 31 year, years old now. I think I haven't talked to him in about 10 years. I haven't been able to see my granddaughter in five or six because there was a lack in there was a there was a miss in communication. There was a break in the family. We weren't we didn't properly get our family values passed down to our son and he met a woman who had a different kind of background than we did. And right before he got married, like two days before he got married, he changed his last name. Oh, he left. Wow. I had issues with that, that, that create. So family values weren't, weren't properly passed down. Mm -hmm. So part of the school system that we're doing is you don't have time not to do this. Yeah. And also if you're an entrepreneur, Again, it's so flexible that if you're busy in the morning, then you can schedule your entrepreneur stuff in the morning and work with your kids in the evening. But your kids are going to be able to see you working. They're going to understand what you're doing. They're like, oh, dad is working hard for us. And they get that opportunity to see you working as well as being educated. So your values are there. Your work ethic is there. They get to see that you're always going to school. You're doing your classes. You're doing your personal development. You're doing your business development. Put family development in there too. So that the end goal is always, I want freedom for my family. But so many of them are losing their family along the way. We did. And we want other people to not uh, do that. So if you can get them out of, because school right now is horrible for entrepreneurs as well. Those, yep. those horrible capitalists. You know, right. it's, it, you know, they're there. And so that, that propaganda is also working against you at home. So if you, if you're an entrepreneur and you have children, get your kids out of school. The school is against you. It's, and, and then you, you can bring your, your learning model that you have to do education, you know, personal development, make that model part of your family and your education and do it yourself yeah. instead of, shipping them off to somebody else. It's one, that of my, one of my friends uh, that I interviewed uh, about a month or so, I guess, on the podcast, Jim Shields, he calls it the 18 Summers Project. And, mm -hmm. you know, he basically, that was, he, he was, he looked at his life and he was like, I only have 18 summers with my kids. We're going to make every, you know, we're going to do everything we possibly can to be in each other's lives for that 18 years because we're never going to get that back. Right. 
Yeah. And your and your friend that homeschooled his daughter and you watched yep. Okay, that's not an 18 year thing. It's not when they 18 that relationship is over. Oh no. That family is it's now tighter. Tight. Yeah. So, you know, when when your kids go off to college and then they never come home, that's not ever going to happen with her because she's so tight with the family, the holidays, the commitment, the yeah. love, that's all there. Yeah. And that yeah. is so being taken away from us in the school system right well, now. And, but I, I mean, I and I I see it kind of in this world, too, of and, and once again, kind of morphing into some of that, the the planning around, you know, how you get into college and everything else. You know, one of the things that I've seen is like parents being less and less involved in their kids school understanding. I think that I think the pandemic changed a lot because Mm -hmm. they had kind of abdicated. A lot of parents just abdicated their raising of the kids to, well, well, let's just let the schools deal with it. And I'm going to go work and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to ask my kids, how was your day? And they're going to grunt at me and then, you know, sit there with their phones and that's it and never interact with each other. That's how the television says it should be. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, they got to see kind of what was going on with these classes. And it's like, what? The, where, where are you actually teaching uh-huh. the stuff that they need to know to be successful in life? You're so worried about everything else, you know, Of, and I think we all need to understand other people and all that. That's great. But I don't think it's the school's responsibility to teach social issues and everything else right now. That should be the parent involved, you know, because you need to be able you need to be able to share your, you know, your family dynamics and everything else with that. Exactly. I'm so glad we got to you because because, man, it's coming. It's coming and you're gripping it. And it's like, wow, this is this is important. It's brilliant. Well, guys, let's transition to the fast five questions now. Ready? Ready. All right. And you can really relate to this first one. Uh huh. You wake up in the morning, business is totally gone. You have five hundred bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live. What are you going to do first? Because <sighs> we've already done that before, and we're building back now. On the serious now, basically start reaching out. We've learned so much as entrepreneurs how to build community, reach out community, to keep going, and there are. Even though we have these messages of, oh, there's just so many awful negative people out there. There are so many good people. You just have to find them. So you can work through your Facebook. You can work through your LinkedIn. You can really connect to people and really make those connections and work again towards it. And a lot more short and cliche is we're going to stand up and we're going to put one foot in front of the other. And we're going to keep doing that and try and get somewhere farther ahead. I've always said that. I, I... I started my life as a, as an army ranger and the, anytime I've had a hard time in business or, you know, had struggles, I'm like, all I think about is how did you do a 50 mile ruck mark, a ruck march, one foot in front of the other <laughs> until you get done. And once you can break it down to that, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? That's where you go. Yeah. All right. Second question. What is the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Releasing too much control too soon. And the business that failed, we were really reliant heavily on our salesperson and mm. it turned out that he was not. A- no, no, no. Let's no? go back. My biggest, it, it, I went snowboarding and I had a really bad fall and I hit my head oh. and lost my emotional control. I lost my executive making decisions. I became a mm. really boss. I started yelling at my employees, which was really strange. And I wasn't able to hold myself together. So yeah. We've made a lot of bad decisions, but we're still, again, moving forward. 
but really the worst was was had nothing to do with yeah. it. But that that's life. I mean, that, you know, th- those th- accidents happen in life. But I think the the thing that impresses me both about you you guys is one you're extraordinarily positive about it. You've had horrible things happen, but you're extraordinarily positive about it and you just don't have give up in you. Well, we do, but it doesn't last very long. Yeah. <laughs> I have given up so many times and it's like, I'm done. I'm just, I, we're not getting anymore. And something in me like snaps and it's like, no, you can't be done. This thing that you said you can't do, quit, you stand up and you do it. And it's like, how did I do that? I couldn't do that. And I broke and then I did it. Yeah. I'm just saying I had the same thing or like the second year I was in business with my first successful business. You know, it was it was just a horrible summer. It was first time ever really experiencing a summer and the slowdowns that happened. And I remember my wife and I sitting here and going, you know what? We just have to shut the company down. And something in the back of my head said, you know what? You've got all these people that are relying on you. You can't stop. And, you know, that's when I went into lean into it step by step by step mode. But, yeah, I mean, just absolutely cool. What is a good book that you'd recommend for our audience? The Honeymoon Effect by Bruce Lipton. Nice. That's a new one. What's the book about? So it, Bruce Lipton is one of the premieres in epigenetics. Okay. And he talks about how your attitude and your influence and the honeymoon, like when you're on a honeymoon, yeah. you feel that I sense feel. of love, how things go so much more smoothly. And so he talks about how bringing those attitudes and those feelings intentionally into your life can bring the honeymoon effect and can and if you can do that throughout your life mm. then you can maintain that vibration and, and things become easier and move smoother i love it that is awesome what is a tool that you use in your business every day that you might recommend a lot of people seem to use it um i love calendly because i can yeah. put on my calendar link and we don't have to do emails back and forth or text messages back and forth and try to find a perfect time. We can actually look at a schedule and choose and go forward from there. Lead then my savior. Meditation. Okay. Awesome. Med- meditation is anything that is the feelings, the stuff you you have to get back to who you are and the feeling of that calmness. And, yeah. and so every once in a while, you just have to dump the world and meditate. Yeah. I will say with Calendly, especially in, in meditation, but uh, Calendly, especially, I fought it for so long because I had an assistant and I would let her book, you know, because I felt like, well, it's more personal if I let her do that. Well, then I would look at my calendar and it would have all these holds in it. So it was completely junked up and I didn't know what I was doing. Adding Calendly, one, made her life easier and two, made my life so much simpler and my client's life simpler. Yep. Last question for you both. And I'd love for you both to answer this. What is your definition of freedom? Pretty much what I'm doing. I'm okay. able talk to my parents. I'm able to spend the time, you know, growing community, working with people. And I still have time for me to do what I need to do as well. That freedom, you know, it's, it's the American dream, making the best of both worlds. You have your awesome personal stuff and then you have a business that where you can help other people. That is awesome. Yeah. And it, it, and it's not work if you do what you love every day. So it, you get to be the teacher again and less of the administrator. Herb, how about you? Well, I, I kind of go more towards the financial freedom aspect of it, where you get to a point where the money doesn't affect what you actually do. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, it's time for us to go do that. We go do that. And the money aspect of it doesn't have to be worked into the equation. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, for me, that's, it was been the dream that I worked towards of, you know what? I just want to be able to get up every day and say, I want to do this. I don't have to do it. And I don't have to worry about money when it comes to that. And that, that I think is the biggest dream out there. So totally agree. It happens. We're in, we're in an entrepreneur. We're a lot of people. So in two yep. weeks, he says, oh, wow, there's this amazing thing that you have to go Let's to an go. event. It's a week long. It's like, so not having to worry about money. It's like, okay, this, this experience is worth the week and I, the money doesn't come into it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, oh, I can't do that because I have to take a week off of work and there's mm-hmm. this. It's like, no, it's like that experience is, is worth the time. And if you're educating at home, your kids can go with you and you don't have to worry about That's, school. <laughs> well, and I mean, the other side of the coin there is, okay, maybe this thing is in DC or maybe it's in some place where, hey, we're doing a history project on the Civil War. You know, there's five Civil War battlefields within 10 minutes of this. Okay, well, let's go do that, too. And, you know, you can combine you can combine both. I think, yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. And teaching your kids that life is different from, you know, life doesn't have to be drudgery. Life can be wonderful, too. Yep. Well, guys, uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you or learn more about what you're doing, what's the best place for them to find you? On Facebook, Christina Haverett, my main page. It has all of my links there. It lets you know about Vibrant Family Education. It lets you know about Bringing Education Home podcast. Come talk to me. I'm a real person. I will answer DMs. (laughs) Your message. You're not ChatGPT, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much. We'll, uh, We'll include that in the show notes, folks. So make sure that you reach out to them. If you're interested in learning about this, I mean, I think it's a fascinating topic. And I think it's the... The world is changing. We're also getting some advantages from some states of saying, hey, you you know, you're the parent, you make the decision where the money goes. So I hope more and more states go that way. And and you could you can actually educate your kids at home. We do these shows every week, twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel wherever wherever this is at, whether you're watching us on YouTube or whether you're listening to us on one of the podcast channels. Make sure if this resonates with you and you feel like this would be good with somebody else in your life, share this episode with them so that they can actually learn a little bit about this as well. And give us a like if you can. So thanks a lot. And we'll see you guys back here the very next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.